Hello, everyone. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Each week, we talk about things like urban legends. My friend, who's the boogeyman, and his name's Ralph. Molly's sneezing and having a fit on the couch, which she is right now. Yeah, she really is. She's flopping all (laughs) over the place. Urban legends. Molly's weird tantrums that she's having right now. Murder and Molly's tantrum. And uh, the small diamonds that are inside one in every one million pieces of candy corn. Oh, that's nice. They're in candles, too. Yeah, and candy corn. Those like crappy rings that you get in a candle and people are freaking out because they're like, my ring was worth $1,000. Were they actually worth $1,000 or was it just some joke? I doubt it. I remember one of our friends growing up had a candle that it was one of the first candles I ever saw. Welcome to Candlecast, a husband and wife Candlecast where we talk about candles and wax. Uh, But it was the first candle I ever saw that was multiple colors of wax. Yeah. And when you burnt it, you know, it was like all these different shades of blue and green and white. And then at the bottom was just a 50 cent piece. Like that was the the payoff. That's probably more than those rings are worth. Yeah. I think I'd rather just get the cash money than the ring. I didn't realize you were like so cool. You, like you said cash money now. Yeah, cash money millionaire. <laughs> Well, if you guys haven't heard, I'll tell you what we do on the show. But if you haven't heard, Lindsay is now super cool and says cash money. Pretty cool. Well, every single week, Lindsay and I research a topic for the show separately of one another. And then we bring it inside of our home from outer space where we do our research. And we talk about it for the first time with each other. And each and every one of you, Jennifer and James. For the first time. So we listen with you. Isn't that nice? How nice. I think it's, well, I think it's nice. It is nice, but I don't research in outer space because I don't like alien stuff. Yeah, that's where I go. So I go in the woods with the witches. I was going to say, you go to the library and look at all the old newspaper clippings and stuff for murder mysteries. Yeah, I go to Hogwarts. (laughs) (laughs) School for wizardry. Witchcraft and what is uh, Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Yeah. There are the other schools as well. Remember on, I think it's, what is it? Goblet of Fire, which is uh, Welcome to Harry Potter 123, <laughs> where we talk about three things we like about Harry Potter. It's a husband and wife show we have. There was the other, there were the, the, the other schools that came to Hogwarts to compete in those silly games where they'd fight a dragon and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, where are those movies? I want to hear about the other schools. You know, that's a great idea. Like, if you want to capitalize on this Harry Potter thing, then, like, bring, like, Henrietta Otter out, (laughs) and she goes to, you know, a different school. Henrietta Otter? Henrietta Otter, and she goes to, I don't know, what school does she go to? Spogwarts. Oh, Spogwarts. (laughs) It's just down the, it's like the other side. It's, like, not as good as Hogwarts, but they're, like, a little scrappier. She goes to Frogwarts. Which is, well, she goes to the doctor because of frog warts, but she studies at sprog warts, which is close to Hogwarts. Um, It's like more of a trade school. So they like, they don't learn just about wizardry. Like they, (laughs) they learn about like, you know, engineering, welding, dentistry, 
and like spells and stuff. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be funny if in the Goblet of Fire, if they made a remake of the Goblet of Fire, but other schools showed up like some random public school accidentally got roped into it somehow like someone who did all the magic and castle the spells to get the people to Hogwarts. They goobered it up or it was maybe like their first year on faculty and they called all the schools there, but it was like our high school and like just a bunch of like uh, our high school's baseball team went there. I think that'd be funny. Be funny. Okay. I guess maybe <laughs> I think it's a little bit funnier than maybe you do. Okay. Well, last week you talked about spiders. Yes, terrifying spiders, which you actually had your own spider story this past week of getting that gnarly spider out of our mailbox. There was easily the second biggest spider I've seen in person, not behind a cage or a glass or, or a glass, <laughs> um, but the, the biggest spider, which... Anyways, I killed a very big spider in our mailbox and it was very big. And when I, and I'm sorry to everyone, I had to, it was in our mailbox and it was crawly and jumpy and I had to get rid of it because our poor mail lady, she, she's young and she always has in her earbuds and she doesn't know this thing's going to be there, you know, like she's. Well, when you open the mailbox, it like, it comes out at you. Too, like she couldn't hear it crawling around because it was so big. It was the size of a small cat. You could hear him. It was the size of a flat brim hat. It was the size gross. of a New York Yankees baseball hat. It was very big and I crushed it. And when I did, it felt like I was squeezing a rock and I popped it. Yeah, uh, yeah it was pretty gross. It was nasty. It was very gross. Spider killer. But you talked about spiders and I our did. friend, our friend Mason sent us uh, a message that said it was terrifying and they had to pause the episode because they threw up, Ugh. which was very funny. And also I think throwing up now is kind of on brand. I'm sorry for saying on brand, but anyways. And then I talked about, what did I talk? The Toynbee tiles. Yes, the Toynbee tiles. And our good friend Seth has actually seen a Toynbee tile in Philly. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's awesome. I wonder if that one in Columbus is still around. We might have to do some research. If anyone knows, let us know. I know that there's been a lot of repaving of streets and stuff going on. So that's really fun to talk about. But uh, <laughs> it might have been covered up, which is sad. Maybe. I hope not. I'm sure they're still around Cleveland. Oh, yeah. There was, I, I saw something recently. It was like more people in Cleveland wear the shirts from where they're from than any other place ever on earth in the history oh, of earth. I believe it. It's I mean, funny. I have some Cleveland shirts and I didn't even grow up in Cleveland. I was 45 minutes east of. Yeah, but that's like you you say you're not from Cleveland or you say you're from Madison, Ohio, and people are like, oh, where's that? And then you say, oh, it's really close to Cleveland. It's like 45 minutes away from Cleveland. And they go, oh, why didn't you just say Cleveland? Right, because people like don't understand Madison because it's nothing. Yeah, there's uh, farms. And bars. Farms and bars. Farms and bars. That's all you need. And a store called Sports and Sports. <laughs> so just when you think that you can't have enough sports, there are also sports in the sports yeah. store. There's smaller sports within the larger sports. It's not like a Bed Bath & Beyond. It's it's just sports and more sports. Yeah, sports and sports. Now, it's such a funny name. There's also a restaurant in Madison, which has now been changed, the name of anyways, Chicken and Things, which is a little ominous and vague, but also very funny, I think. Yeah, there's just other things there. Chicken and Things. <laughs> Good, great. great. <laughs> we probably need to start. I think in Madison, people just got like, they didn't know how to name things. So they're like, I don't know what's in there. Sports and sports. Sports and sports. What do you guys serve? Well, we serve chicken and I don't know, just a lot of things. Just <laughs> chicken you guys, and things. So what do you guys have in this grocery store? I don't know, apples and such? <laughs> 
if there's a grocery store that opens called Apples and Such, then I want royalties for that since you said it on her show. Okay, so just you get them. Well, we can share them. Okay. Share the apples and st- and such. Okay, great. Well, I think I started last week. <laughs> yeah, and I think that this is the longest we've gone in the beginning of an episode without... Probably too long. We need to scare... We need to... Uh, boo! Got him. <laughs> Got him, I bet. So my topic this week is something that you brought up only slightly, and, okay. but we never went down this rabbit hole. And for the past few days, I've been compiling information to go down this rabbit hole. The spooky rabbit hole of doom? Well, no, I call just it a regular rabbit just hole. a goblin, a goblin house because they okay. live underground. I have some facts. It's a little bit of a list, but I have some facts and a little bit of trivia about the entire zombie apocalypse. Because okay. this is something that we have not discussed. Not really. I've talked about zombies a little bit, but nothing. It was just zombies versus vampires. That's right. Which is better. Correct. Wait, which is better or which is better? Like, Which is are better, probably. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I think vampires are a close second. Zombies, although cool. Eh. <laughs> What's the one line from... Uh, Although sweet and innocent, something about being dangerous behind the wheel, the one line in Dumb and Dumber, the best one of the best movies on earth, doesn't matter. When the ladies stole oh, Jim Carrey's yeah. wallet, that's it. Although slow and dangerous behind the wheel, something... Can still serve a purpose. Can still serve a purpose. <laughs> that's kind of what zombies are. Yeah. I feel like you can use that quote for them as well. They still can serve a purpose, I think. Well, they're not behind the wheel, but they're slow and dangerous just about. Yeah. But they can still serve a purpose, like... Eating humans. Yeah, getting rid of, like, human waste. Sure. Just around. Even though they are walking human waste. Yeah, that's kind of weird. How Anyways. weird is that? So almost almost in terms of their title, self-cannibalizing. Yeah. Either way, I had a little bit of information. I was going to ask you some questions. Questions based on the ranking of certain states within the U.S. as to which ones are the best and worst for specific reasons to, to live out a zombie apocalypse or which states makes the most sense to be in. Oh, to survive? Like what would be the best area to be in? Yes, for the most part. I have other like smaller little info things, but... So all this information that I have, I gathered from CableTV.com, which sounds mm. like a fake website, but it's a real website. And they, they did the study in 2015 or 2016 about which states would be the best or worst for various reasons to be in during the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Well, you would think like places that are not as populated. Well, you'd think. But then if you have places that are not as populated, then you don't have as many resources. Correct. Hmm. Yeah. So this, when when uh, cable TV was doing this study, they gathered information from the USDA, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives, Solar Energy based on state by state, a company called the SEIA. I'm guessing Solar Energy Involved About. Sure. Which is SEIA. And they use that data based on average annual temperatures and like a topographical, topographical, topographical profile of each state to gather which state would be the best that you would probably want to go to when the zombie apocalypse happens. Okay. So can you guess right now, which state do you think would be the safest state to be in within the continental U.S.? All 50 states. I have to just pick one. Yeah, and like maybe talk Hmm. it out. Well, like I said, you want to be somewhere that's not super populated, so you don't want like the main cities, I would imagine. 
Although you have a lot of resources. Yes. But you have a lot of zombie probs <laughs> because there's a lot of people around. Yeah, correct. I mean, I don't know. Well, it would be hard because like part of me wants to say somewhere like West Virginia or something like that. But then it's like you don't have a ton of resources, but they're a little more like gun heavy out there because of hunting and stuff. So you think maybe there'd be more guns out in West Virginia? Yeah. So you'd have protection and the land would, I mean, you would have land to grow stuff. And you have mountains and stuff like that. Right. You have places to hide. And the cryptids all like West Virginia and they all hide there. So, so. you might have like, it's kind of like when you're playing a video game and like they're like some of the NPCs also work with you to kill the enemies or whatever. So you'd have cryptids working with you perhaps to maybe kill and maybe. eat some of the zombies. Maybe. I'm just saying because like cryptids stay pretty well hidden and they're all living up in West Virginia. Yes. So it might be a good place to hide out. So do you want to right now just venture a guess and say West Virginia would be ranked among the highest states? Yeah, I think West Virginia would be up there. West Virginia got 46th out of 50 states. Of just the U.S.? Of just the U.S. Huh. Not a good one to be in. So no. again, this is all based off of like natural resources, average temperature, topographical stuff. I think that it would rank high because of perhaps like firearms are legal there and stuff like that. But no, it's in what cable TV calls the red zone. Ooh. So you have the green, what the blue. What about like Hawaii? But you have like tropical disasters and stuff that might happen there. Guess guess what Hawaii got? Is it good? I would. Is it better than West Virginia? No. Oh, I was going to say, I wouldn't imagine. It got 49th. Oh my gosh, what is the last one? Nevada. Why Nevada? Because it's just hot, flat desert. Oh, yeah. That's it. Nevada was rated the worst possible state to Hmm. be in during the zombie apocalypse. Now, in general, Zach Bagan's Haunted Museum is in Nevada. Go there. (laughs) <laughs> go to go to Las Vegas and, you know, avoid the strip. And there's some really good restaurants around the area, I've heard. You can go get married yeah. to someone really quick. You know, that's fine. But for the uh, zombie apocalypse, uh-uh. Last one. Literally last one. pick. The hmm. best one, the very best state to, to, to live in during the zombie apocalypse is California. But there's so many people there, though. There's a lot of people there, but there's also a lot of resources. The amount of solar energy that they have stored up, I guess, is very high. It's a fairly, well, not only is it in the, what, green zone, which I think means like the the safest or the best, but it is a fairly green state, a lot of renewable energy. Yeah. Um, But they said one of the best reasons why is because of the Sierra Mountains. You could go park it and build a camp in the Sierra Mountains and probably never be seen or heard from ever again. And like the. But how are you going to get your resources? Well, you like get those like uh, MRE kits and stuff. And you have like. like, I I think this is like best case scenario if you were able to plan for it. California. There were some other things where like there, there are these companies that sell these doomsday meal kits, which is essentially like I think it's enough food for an entire year. But it's like all ramen noodles. And I think Twinkies. it's all it's all ramen. No, it's so funny that you brought up ramen and Twinkies because those are listed on my list. Well, yeah, because they're like you. They never expire. Uh, Ohio preservatives. We actually placed kind of high. Yeah, I wouldn't think Ohio would do too bad. Sixteenth. That's good. Overall, we're in the blue zone, not the green zone, but the yeah. blue zone, which is what I always say anyways. What do they say about um, like the Washington and like Oregon and stuff like that? Like those really green states up oh, there. Oh, I didn't even look. Let me look right now. 
because they're less populated than California because they're smaller than California. But they also have a lot of green. True. And a lot of legal green. Legal. Jazz jazz green. (laughs) (laughs) Did I... When I said legal green, did you think like, wow, what a cool guy? Yeah. Or did you think, oh, cool, you're 32? No, I just think it's funny in Ohio if we say legal green, but I think if we went over there, we might get beat up. Yeah, you're probably right. Being like, that's like (laughs) saying you got the case of the Mondays. Like, don't say legal green. (laughs) Don't do that. Yeah, please don't. So I'm not surprised by Washington. Washington placed 10th. Yeah, I'm actually. I'm really surprised about Oregon. Is it low? I mean, compared to where I thought it would be. Yeah. It's in the lower half. It's 29th. Hmm. Uh, That's weird. Oh, I think I wrote it down. Why? It's because. Uh, well, I'll I'll get to it. So okay, so we're we're zooming in into Ohio right now. Just some like just some fun Ohio stuff. Some hometown facts. Okay. Cleveland. So in in terms of cities within Ohio, there are fifty three of the largest. No, sorry, fifty three of the largest metropolitan areas in the entire U S. Cleveland ranked the fortieth best city to be in. Not very high. Cincinnati ranked 37th, also not very high out of 53, but Columbus, Ohio, which really blew my mind, third. Because everybody wants to move to Columbus right now, and I just don't, I mean, it's fine. I think it's- But you're still in Ohio. But you're still in Ohio, sure. But now, we're not talking about like luxury living. We're we're talking about form or like- what function over form surviving during the zombie apocalypse and now that we have an ikea great place to hide out you can build a few (laughs) ikea fortress yeah build a couple flirtle chairs and kick back and use your scrutal as a table and stuff you know new york city ranked the worst city for zombie time oh yeah because there's people everywhere people everywhere nothing but buildings you have central park i guess but like that's kind of it some of the other states that did not very good, I would have thought Alaska and Hawaii would have done well. Again, Hawaii got 49th. Alaska got 41st. Not great. I think it's just because it's so barren up there. There's well, like, yeah, there's you nothing don't there. have resources at all. You might not have the people, but... And uh, similarly, Montana being just a gigantic state, not a lot going on, 32nd. Albeit beautiful, but 32nd. Yeah. Just a few down from Oregon. Here's where we start getting into the Twinkie talk. Okay. I, I could tell by the whole, when, when I first started, you were just ready for some Twinkie talk. I was like, zombies, sweet. I hope we're going to talk about Twinkies. Yeah. You can't talk about zombies unless you're talking about Twinkies. What a silly name. It's our store, Zombies and Twinkies. Zomb- oh, and so stuff. would we sell, oh, okay, so zombie zombies and Twinkies and stuff. We, we would sell like zombie protection stuff and like ready to eat meals, Twinkies and like other accoutrements. And stuff, yeah. Yeah, whatever stuff. Yeah. Do you know any other things we'd sell off the top of your head? No, probably just Twinkies. So we would lie. We would just sell Twinkies. And the stuff would maybe be our positive attitudes. Sure. And our general optimistic outlook on life. Maybe. Sure. <laughs> and that's free. And you get that for free. You get that for free. So Indiana was ranked the ninth most likely state to survive. And one of the reasons that bumped Indiana up to the top of the list is because there's a Twinkie bakery there. Now, according to, so there are three Twinkie bakeries, which was very hard to say those three words in a row, (laughs) three Twinkie bakeries in the U.S., Emporia, Kansas, Columbus, Georgia, not Ohio, and Indianapolis, Indiana. Hmm. I guess I, I when when I was reading um, a lot of this information from CableTV.com, they were saying that they called a lot of the the GMs of these Twinkie bakeries 
and they refer to them as a factory. And I guess they said, we do not call them factories here. We call them bakeries. And they were adamant, the, the people who work for Hostess, they were adamant that they are not called Twinkie factories. Well, because something about the word factory and the word bakery, one sounds like homemade and humble and the other one sounds like, hey, we just hired a bunch of people. We don't pay them much and they push buttons. Exactly. And I would like to think of the the Twinkies that I eat, which are maybe one every 10 or 15 years, <laughs> of being handmade and having like, I don't know, like a small little pat by someone going, good job, as, yeah. it, as it runs down the assembly line. Yeah. Or like each person blows a little kiss at them. <laughs> Perfect. Isn't that nice? I personally don't like Twinkies. I'm not a fan. I just don't think they taste like much. And I we're we're not no. trying to we're not trying to start some controversy here, but I just don't think they taste like much. Yeah, but if I needed them to survive, I mean they're fine. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Put a couple of those bad boys in like a little backpack as you're going out foraging and stuff. Oh, well, I didn't catch a deer, but I have 300 Twinkies in my backpack. I'm. Do you set. think deer would just follow you because you have 300 Twinkies in your backpack? Now that's something no one does. I bet is leave out a trail of Twinkie crumbs leading to you. So the deer will eat them and follow them. They walk up right next to you. You don't even have to kill them. You just be like, hey, can you pass away? And the deer will hopefully go, you bet. You've tricked me. I'll pass away. What if you set all your Twinkies out to catch some deer and you realize that a couple zombies walked up and they hated the smell of Twinkies and you found out that only you know that Twinkies are a natural zombie repellent? That'd be sweet. Like so, this is the repellent for zombies, it's, Twinkies. It's like in the end of Predator when Arnold Schwarzenegger covers himself in mud because Predator has thermal vision. And you can't see him. But zombies have Twinkie vision. Yeah, and they're like, oh, I hate those things. I hate those yeah. Twinkie cakes. So instead of blending in with the zombies, like you see all too often when people cover themselves in guts or like a dead animal, you would just cover yourself in Twinkies. And not only would they... No, yeah, I guess they, they wouldn't ignore you. they don't like the sweet smell. Yeah, they'd go, no, ugh, yuck, ew. ew. I'm going to die it. We're vegan, bud. <laughs> Are Aren't Twinkies? Twinkies? Yeah, I think Twinkies might be vegan, Unless which is Unless they weird. make them with eggs and butter. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Nothing nothing more scary than a Twinkie. Oh. <laughs> and Tell that, us what's in a Twinkie, listeners. Oh, Maybe you, that I, would be really scary for the Halloween season. I thought you asked me, and I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I have to search it. I don't want to search it. So I mentioned, too, that there was also going to be a little bit of talk of instant ramen or cup of soups or soup of dupes, as you used to call them when you were little. Yeah, soup and a dupe. <laughs> just a soup and a dupe. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why they were soup and dupes. They just were. So these are the 10 states with the largest supply or surpluses of instant ramen. So if you live in any of these 10 states, congratulations. New, New Jersey, these are from best to worst, or I guess worse isn't that bad because you still are in the top 10. Yeah. New Jersey, Kentucky, Arizona, South Dakota, North Carolina, Georgia, Oregon, Delaware, Connecticut. Also, whatever goes on in Connecticut. And number 10, New York State. <laughs> I never, I never think about Connecticut. And I yeah. apologize, but I just never think Connecticut. <laughs> There's not really much going on, I don't think. No, I think about Rhode Island more than I do Connecticut. And I don't even know <laughs> anything about either of those states. Maybe our buddy Sam Grezes of State Your Case knows more about it than we do. But I know nothing about any of those states. Connecticut? Yeah, yeah sure. No I could idea. probably I could probably uh, speak more Mandarin than I could tell you anything about Connecticut. Do you think that Connecticut might not be a bad place to hide out from the zombie apocalypse because zombies probably forget about Connecticut too? <laughs> They're like, oh wait, has anybody haunted or tried to eat people in Connecticut yet? 
And they're all like, they rally together and they're like, wait, Connecticut. Oh, where is Connecticut? I always forget about Connecticut. I really like, I really like what you're building right now. This fun story that zombies, although they only know to go for brains, they also have a working knowledge and they're constantly updating their brains about the continental US. Well, yeah, they have to space everybody out. Uh, Connecticut got 44th. See, that surprises me. Connecticut, I mean, I know we're we're, we're really putting <laughs> Connecticut on blast, but like <laughs> Connecticut doesn't, what does Connecticut have going for it? I don't know. If there's something cool in Connecticut, then let us know. There's if there's sp- something scary in Connecticut, <laughs> we better go. Yeah, because right Maybe now. Maybe that'll be our next trip. Just because we're knocking it, we need to go figure it out now. Yeah, you know what? I would be fine with that because right now it's 44th on the zombie list and I don't know, and I know nothing about it. We'll start a GoFundMe. Send us to Connecticut because we forget about it. <laughs> forget about it. <laughs> so a few more small pieces of triv here. The crossbow is arguably the best weapon in a zombie apocalypse. It's light. It's silent. You don't have to be right up next to your target in order to get them. I mean, ammunition is finite, so you would need to collect and keep and know where it goes, but arguably the best weapon in a zombie apocalypse. And I and that one was sourced from multiple websites. That that's what you should have. Crossbow. One of the reasons that makes Oregon not high in the list is because crossbows are illegal in Oregon. So it'd be difficult to find because they're not like, oh. they, they might be in a few, you know, bad boys basements or something, but right. they're not going to be in a Walmart. Uh, some of the best animals to have as comrades during the zombie apocalypse. The first one, Komodo dragon. I don't think any people oh, would have thought. Oh, yeah, sure. Let me just um, rile up my Komodo. Well, that's because they're opportunistic carnivores and they eat almost anything. So if you kill some zombies, you got a lot of waste hanging out, but you need animal companionship, you get a Komodo dragon. Gobbles up your waist. I call them uh, poison mouth that's not a very good name po- bad mouth bad- zombie gobblers yeah you get a couple as soon as Lindsay said zombie gobblers molly did smile so she thinks it's funny she, it is very funny so you get a few uh zombie gobblers they'll eat up all your zombies and who knows maybe you can train them to be nice to you and you can give them little pets on their sweet little heads okay some other good animals to have as pets i mean dogs are very loud komodo dragon so i think which would be a bummer for me no dogs allowed in the zombie yeah apocalypse. well they would probably just get eaten they would get eaten for sure. A vulture, you just carry a few vultures around. They oh, have a, yeah. <laughs> a specialized diet of riding, of rotting meat. Well, I feel like vultures would just be around anyways because of all the rotting meat of the zombies and the people. Oh, and, for sure. I mean, it would just be everywhere. Yeah. And then you number- probably have a vulture problem. Oh, I bet. Like, how come in The Walking Dead or any of those big zombie shows, there's no vulture problems? Everywhere. Like, I bet that's a pretty big problem. Also, wouldn't you think that a lot of zombies would just be getting eaten by vultures as they're moving around because they're, they oh, yeah. they smell dead? Yeah. Oh, weird. Hey, fix that one. I almost said Guillermo del Toro. Fix that one. Is it George Romero is the zombie guy, the director? Sure. Uh, well, and yeah. then other good pets to have are rats. A set of good pet to have is are maggots, which is like, okay, great. These are my... So anything that's going to eat rotten flesh. Now, one cool one though, piranha. If you can like live near oh. some salt water. I believe it's... No, I, for some reason, I just water? thought about like you throwing a bag of piranhas on the ground, them just flopping around till they die. <laughs> and be like, well, you got to have them. Uh, or you, you, you throw a bag of piranhas in water at a zombie and they don't do anything. Yeah. Just hits them in the face. 
And they flop around. Splash. <laughs> flop, flop, flop. Well, I had a few more things, but my time is up. I have a small little quiz to see how well you would do, Lindsay Marie, in a zombie apocalypse. But maybe mm-hmm. we'll maybe we'll dive into it next week really quick. My horoscope that I read a few episodes ago said I would not survive. Yeah, I think my... I'd worry about being liked too much. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yours was you wish too stubborn. Yeah, I agree. And then you went off on your own and then you got eaten. But speaking of that, and a lot of the other websites I checked out, they also said that it's better to kind of be a loner and have a small, tight-knit group of people that you can trust and rely on. Yeah, I feel like that's everyday life. Whoa, dude. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. <laughs> Well, that's all I have. Nice. Thanks, Linz. Fun zombie discussion. Hey, you're a fun zombie person. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I'm not a zombie at all, actually. No, neither am I. Maybe or... when I'm sleepy. That's fine. Well, we all kind of are. Yeah. Through the throughout the work week, we're all zombies. To the <laughs> to the man. Punch in, punch out. Time clock. Uh, only not a zombie on my lunch break. Okay. Well, let's do some haunted housekeeping, and then when we come back, we'll dive into your topic. Yeah, let's tidy up a bit. All right, fine. <laughs> well, we will see each and every one of you in three, two, one. This week's episode is brought to you by a brand new sponsor to the Scavengers Network and I believe the first type of sponsor in this realm on any podcast ever. It's Hello Tushy, everyone's favorite little bidet buddy. With Hello Tushy, you can turn your bathroom into a private spa oasis that you've always wanted. According to Hello Tushy, it takes 437 billion gallons of water, 253,000 tons of bleach, and 15 million trees to make toilet paper annually. That's terrible. It's terrible, it's substantial, and that's way more than I would have ever thought. Yeah, but Hello Tushy, you reduce your carbon footprint. That's right. It's 100% more sustainable, 100% safer, and we can coexist better with our environment just by spraying a little bit of water. On your bottom. On your bottom. Now, just in case there are any listeners who do not know what a bidet is, you clean your bottom after you do your business with water and not toilet paper. And it's nice. They have really fancy ones over in Europe that spray water up like the fountains outside of the, uh, what is it, the Bellagio or something in Las Vegas? Sure. But Hello Tushy uh, is easy to install. It installs in just 10 minutes. You put it on your toilet seat, hook it up to your water supply, which is directly behind your toilet in most cases, and then you're set to roll. Our brother and sister-in-law have a Hello Tushy at their house, and I've used it a few times. Now, I won't lie, it was a unique experience getting used to it, but it worked very well, and I liked it a lot. Great. <laughs> Great. So if you'd like to, head over to hellotushy.com, start browsing around, and then use the coupon code SCAVENGE, I believe it's all capital letters, and you can get 10% off of your first order of a bidet or any bidet-adjacent products. I believe they also sell some bamboo toilet paper, which is much more sustainable than your standard issue tissue, which is what <laughs> which is what I say. Yeah. Do I say that? All the time. So again, go to hellotushy.com, search for a bidet, or maybe you want to, you know, wean yourself into getting a bidet, buy some fun bamboo toilet paper, use the coupon code SCAVENGE, and get 10% off of your order at hellotushy.com. Save the world. Clean your bottom.
Welcome back. Before I talk about my topic, we should announce the winner of our kind of Inktober slash dark web mystery box slash whatever we want it to be giveaway that we had. That's right. It's a little free form, a little free jazz. Uh, we're just scatting over here, putting a bunch of fun little gifts in a bunch of silly little boxes that we're going to put into a larger box. Yeah, they're fun gifts, though. They are very fun gifts. We've been collecting these gifts for, I believe, three or four weeks. So the winner of this one, be prepared. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. (laughs) (laughs) So the winner of our most recent, I forget what number it is. We've done a lot of giveaways. Yeah. What number giveaway this is, but the winner of our Inktober slash Dark Web Mystery Box giveaway is, you want to do drum roll? Spooky Scary Roxy. So Roxy gave us the Pump King, which sounds bad, but it's not bad. (laughs) The Pump King, uh, a quote from Roxy, resides in the pumpkin graveyard, not just a, a pumpkin graveyard, but the pumpkin graveyard, collecting the corpses of past pumpkins, creating an army, an army for the next full moon on All Hallows' Eve, beware, and then an ellipses after beware, dot, 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 mm. which is creepy. So Roxy, congratulations very much. You're going to be getting our biggest prize yet. Yeah. And we'll get in touch with you and we'll holler at you and we'll let you know when we need your address. So just <laughs> look at your phone. <laughs> so check out your phone because we're going to find you. Okay. Ow. And I dropped my phone. (laughs) Speaking of phones, you dropped your phone. So congratulations, Roxy. We hope you enjoy all of your hand-curated prizes from us and Molly. Yes, and we appreciate you playing. It was really fun to see everybody's illustrations. Yeah, so thank you very much to everyone who played. We'll be having more giveaways soon, so be prepared or be (laughs) pra-scared. Spooky. So anyways, my topic this week is... You're going to love it. Can I guess? What? Candy. No, we already (laughs) talked about candy. (laughs) Pop-Tarts. No, but Pop-Tarts are really delicious. Um, But they're not scary. Well, They could be. If if, If you you, eat too many. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to know what happens if you eat too many Pop-Tarts. Yesterday, I ate too many pepperonis, and I thought I was going (laughs) to have a scary barf situation, but I didn't. (laughs) Ew. So my topic this week is called, We Don't Deserve Puppy Ghosts. Oh, Because yeah. they're about puppy ghosts. <laughs> I really am. I like when you get super excited uh, and you clap. Because here's the thing. Because you can't contain your excitement. One thing, peeking behind the curtain a little bit, and I and I think that we've, we've said this before, you and I are who we are all the time, even when we're recording our show. And I even told you today, when we were driving to the grocery store, whenever I see a dog doing a good job or just being cute, I get... Very happy for the dog. Yeah. So this is great. This is making me feel very good. Well, because puppies are cute. If you don't love puppies or dogs, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know if I trust you. I understand having a preference over cats and dogs. Like, I get it. And nobody's right or wrong. But if you just don't like dogs. Yeah. Like, I'm not a big cat person, but like, I can still think cats are funny and cute. Yeah. Would I ever, is it 100% proven that in our future we will never own a cat? It might be, yes. But. Yeah. Could we maybe have one in the future? Sure. But I don't dislike them. No, they're fine. They're fine. Must love dogs. Jeanine Garofalo. Was she in that? (laughs) I don't remember. All right. I think she like roller skated. She might have. Maybe she like roller skated and then she like ran into another roller skater. (laughs) 
I think it was rollerblader. Oh. Um, rollerblading was cool then. It was very cool. We used to rollerblade, me and my bu- me and my buddy Chris. I was going to say, not me. No. I he, was not a rollerblader. You skateboarded with us when we when we used to be relevant and cool. I still have my skateboard. Maybe that'll go on a giveaway. You, yeah, yeah, you do. It's a Bam Margera <laughs> skateboard. That's obviously cursed because I never was good. So oh, That's okay. Anyways, my first story is a legend that happened in Nashville, like Hillsboro area. Okay. Which I don't know exactly where that's at, but it's in Nashville. I'm just going to visualize Tennessee on a map. Okay, so according to the legend, there is a boxer named Preston that back in, I think, the 70s, he was accompanying some trick-or-treaters, and he saw a boy. It was not his boy, but he saw a boy drop a bunch of candy in the road, and as he was picking it up, Preston ran and knocked the boy out of the road because there was a speeding car coming right at him and saved the little boy's life but died in return oh poor baby so preston Preston the boxer saved a little boy's life and he died well the legend today which is years and years later yeah is that kids reportedly say when they're trick-or-treating around that area they feel something nudge them onto the sidewalks when they go into the road and they also feel as if a dog is brushing up against them i love that so while they're trick-or-treating, they, f- I mean, these are kids saying it too. Whether yeah. they know the legend, I don't know. And they're just saying like, I felt him push me out of the road. Or if they're just like, something just pushed me out of the road. That's so great. And it's weird. But they say that it's the ghost of Preston the Boxer. Now, I don't particularly like the breed of boxers. But if there was a special ghost friend. That saved someone. Ugh. And he gets you out of the road. Yeah. You don't like it. I have a painting of that boxer in our house. (laughs) Okay, so this story about a ghost dog dates back to the 1700s. This story is about a guy named Charles Howard Sims and his blue tick hound slash mastiff mix. Oh my gosh, what a great puppy. I bet you that was. So his name is Blue. Well, that's what they have called him. They didn't actually know his name, but it's reported that this Charles Howard Sims got into a fight with some drunk guys that were trying to rob him. Oh, bummer. So Charles fell and he hit his head and knocking him unconscious, the dog saved his life by attacking the robbers and scaring him away Good. and waiting until Charles awoke. What a special, what a special boy. Um, Blue shortly died after, but he was honored of saving his owner and he is known to haunt the area of Port Tobacco. What? Which I don't know where Port Tobacco is. Well, Port or is a type. Or they made it up. Port is Port is a type of wine, I believe, and then tobacco is one of those sweet leaves. But yeah, I guess you're supposed to see Blue, and he patrols the area, and he just makes sure, like he's just like policing. Can you imagine seeing a blue tick hound and a mastiff mix? What a glorious and special puppy that must be. That's a big dog. Because there is a there's a blue tick hound that lives behind your mom's boyfriend's house, and it's a beautiful little baby. Yeah, makes him with a mastiff. Oh, big old paws and just like impossibly cute. Yikes. So. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> the Beauregard Hayes house in New Orleans, it's um in the French Quarter. They have a ghost dog named Lucky. 
It is a Cocker Spaniel. He lived in the house and died in 1970. There's also a white cat named Carolyn that is said to dart through the halls and will rub against people's legs. Okay. Yeah, that's just a house that has a dog and a cat that live there and they'll just show up once in a while. I'm surprised that there's not more to that one because it's New Orleans and that's where a lot of spooky stuff happens. No, they just lived in the house. That's (laughs) it. I just kind of threw that one in there. There's not a really big story about it. It's just... You can go visit that ghost dog named Lucky. Here's my ghost story. Uh, Once I was in New Orleans and I thought I heard something. Huh. Yeah. And uh, that's about about it. (laughs) (laughs) So this one takes place in Oregon and it's from the 19th century. A guy was traveling along the banks of the Nihalem River. I think that's Nahalem River? Nahalem River. I don't know. I've never heard of it. I don't know. But he was traveling along the banks of the river with his dog. A mob of horse thieves <laughs> tried to attack him. They killed him and his dog. And campers to this day still report to see a, seeing a man wandering alongside the river with his dog. How many, if I had a nickel for every time I ran into a pack of horse thieves... Yeah, a mob of them. A mob? How how many? How much is a mob? I don't know. It's got to be more than like four. More than four. Like a mob of people. <laughs> is there a number, like a top-off number? Like a mob can only be up to this many people. Other than that, it's a crowd. Or like, are all mobs crowds, but not all crowds are mobs? I don't know. If there's too many people in your mob, you have to like kick Dale out. <laughs> you're like, Dale, you're making a crowd. Come on. Any collection of people assemble uh, uh, any collection of people assembled for the intention of fighting or something? Assault or battery. Hmm. So, so you can have two people and it's a mob of people. Yeah, if they're just looking to kick a butt or steal a horse, they're I a mob. Guess so this story is very cute. Okay. And this I story, can tell because you because you twisted your head a little bit. <laughs> this story is about a dog named Pugan. What? Pugan. What's the first part of the name? Poo. Oh, okay. <laughs> Pugan. <laughs> he lived in a large Victorian house in Charleston, South Carolina, which I'm kind of bummed we went to Charleston and we didn't know about Pugan because I would have so went. Yeah, we were just there. Well, a few months ago. Well, Pugan loved to sit on the porch of the house. And when the house was turned into a restaurant in 1976, Pugan stayed on the porch and greeted the diners as they came in. I love that. Pugan died in 1979, but employees say that they still will catch glimpses of Pugan sitting on the porch, and diners have reported of something brushing up against their legs while eating. I love it. The restaurant's name, Pugan's Porch. (laughs) (laughs) So would you say that Pugan was a porch pup? Yeah, Pugan was a porch pup. Now he has a restaurant. So Pugan would would play on the porch, was a pup, (laughs) and would eat... Palm Peoples. Frites. People's Palm Frites. Sure. I don't know if it's good, if it's a good restaurant, but it's cute. Po- I'd go there just to see Pugan. Pugan the Porch Pup eating People's Palm Frites. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any other P words we can we can add? Please. Uh, please, Pugan the Porch Pup, eat my people's, eat these people's Palm Frites. <laughs> palm Frites. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think if you went to any restaurant and asked for Palm Frites, if they'd ask you to leave or if they go, oh, all right. Yeah. Okay. In South Carolina, they'd be like, we don't know what Palm Frites are. Oh, Pomes Frites? Pomes Frites. Ah, Pomes Frites. <laughs> Pomes Frites. Anyways, so 
the last little bit that I kind of have is I started looking up a bunch of cemeteries because they are remaking the movie Pet Cemetery. That's right. So I looked up some cemeteries that famous pets are actually buried in. Famous pets? Yeah. Like Clifford? So <laughs> Clifford was an animation. Huh. Oh. So maybe he's just in a vault somewhere. Uh, for debate. Um. So LA has a big pet cemetery in Calabasas or yeah, Calabasas, California. This holds famous deceased pets like Tawny, the MGM lion. Tawny, the M- Oh, the, the one that roars in the The one beginning. that roars, yeah. Tawny. One of the Petey's from The Little Rascal, because there were two Petey's. Yes, there were. So I guess one got the famous oh. headstone, and I don't know what the other one is. Well. I just found one. <laughs> maybe, in a, maybe in a backyard. <laughs> Do you think the, the, the original Petey got too wrapped up in its own fame? And then uh, got really into like dr- drugs and alcohol. <laughs> he, just, he just fell off the deep end, yeah. the doggy deep end. He was eating a bunch of catnip and stuff, just going on puppy benders. LA also has Hopalong Cassidy's horse Topper. Okay. And Kabar, which is uh, Rudolph Valentine's dog. Rudolph Valentine or Valentino was, he was an Italian guy. He was a big sex symbol of like the 20s. Uh, he was like the 1920s, like. Italian stallion. A t- actor. Yeah, that everybody yeah. loved. But Kabar, his dog, which was a Great Dane, is said to patrol the cemetery at night. <sighs> Reports have claimed that they've heard barking. They've even been licked on the hand. That sounds great. If you and I... To be licked on the hand? I mean, how do you know it's a dog? It might be a demon. Demon or dog. Next game. (laughs) Dog or or demo. You close your eyes, put your hand out, and something will lick you, and you have to tell me if it's a demon or a dog. I love that. I would play the game if because if that meant that one of the one of the options would be a dog, I would play the game. Sure. A hundred percent. Rin Tin Tin, the German <laughs> Shepherd. Why on earth was that ever an animal's name? I don't know. But he appeared in over thirty Hollywood films and he's buried in France. There is a big pet cemetery that opened ah. in eighteen ninety nine. And there's a bunch of famous animals there. Hartsdale Pet Cemetery was the first in the U.S. in 1896. And there is almost 80,000 animals buried there. Eight zero thousand. Yeah. including That's so many. Including a lot of war dog memorials. There's a big memorial for World War One and Aww. also World War Two. I love that. Um, there is also a big memorial there for the Oklahoma City bombings for all the dogs that helped in there. I guess oh. there were quite a lot. And like police also, dogs and stuff? Yes. And also September 11th. Oh, so dogs are pretty great. Dogs are the best. But you know what dog that we haven't talked about that's a pretty big dog? Clifford. No, that's an animation. Is <laughs> Toto. Toto. Where do you think Toto resides? Wait, it's, it's spirit? <laughs> no, Everywhere. It's, it's body. Oh, yeah. In every, right. in every Blu-ray copy of The Wizard of Oz. Toto is in L.A. Oh, that's so that's so <laughs> Hollywood of Toto to be buried in L.A. But when I read all these, I kind of was like in a weird, morbid way. I kind of want to go to the pet cemetery. If we if you and I could somehow be granted or loaned some uh, ghost hunting equipment, like particularly the the like ovulus, the thing that has the word bank in it that says the words. It just that, says bark, 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 b
wag outside. Squeal. <laughs> lick, lick, barks. Squirrel, love. love. Pet. <laughs> but it just, it just, or like we put on the, the, the spirit box and it was just a cacophony of meows and barks and tweets and like horses. It was actually and, really loud. Oh, it was like too loud. Why? Okay. Can someone, no, I'm not going to ask if someone can do it. Can we be the first to investigate with super high tech ghost hunting equipment, the big pet cemetery in LA with the 80,000 pets. Heck yeah. I don't understand why people don't investigate pet cemeteries. I guess because it kind of takes away the scary. Well, because it's just too cute. Yeah. it's it's It would be so cute that you would never want to do anything ever again because it would your your heart would be so full. You'd be like, well, I have no, I have no more room in my heart because <laughs> it's just so full. Bark, rough, rough, bark. <laughs> yeah, not particularly a scary topic for me this week, but I just thought like, well, if people can have ghosts, then animals can have ghosts too. Well, I think you're doing the typical hot and cold. You are playing scary cop, cute cop, because <laughs> last week your spider one was actually like it, it made me literally squirm around. Because spiders are terrifying. Yeah. You've brought Ooh, in a few- spider graves. No. Ew. No, 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 <laughs> no. Send him to heck. Cut, cut that piece of the earth out and send it down, send it to heck. But- you also one of your other topics was actually like legitimately scary. All of your all of your stories about being out in the woods. Yeah, those were legitimately scary. Well, because I personally like truer, proven stuff. Yeah, and I like people's stories about their experiences, and Same. I think that's what makes it so fun. Is I mean, cryptids and ghosts and all that stuff—they're not fun without people's experiences. Like when when we went for our second episode ever on Earth, when we went to Point Pleasant and talked to Wamsley, hearing the stories he was telling us of personal accounts of the Mothman, right? Creepy, right? Because they're not—I mean, you don't want to believe that everybody's insane. No, not at all. So, ghost pets. Ghost pets. Now, that actually leads us directly into something I forgot to do in the beginning of the episode, and it's goat or ghost, you tell me. Oh, no. I know you thought we forgot about it, but it's October and we didn't. Is so, this all of October? This is... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Why are... Oh, do you not like it or something? Or Um, no. Okay, ready? Yeah. Okay, here. You have to tell me. If this is your first episode ever, we have a game that I brought back for, for October because everyone was like, we need the game. Oh, we need it. And I was like, all right, just give me a sec. I went to Kroger this morning. People are stopped like, whoa, just play it, please. It's like, all right, just give me a sec. I went to Kroger with you. That did not happen. When I went to get a lime and you were in the other aisle over. Okay, so here's the third installment in the 2018 Goat or Ghost. You tell me. Are you ready, Lens? Yeah. Okay. Was that a goat or a ghost? That's a goat. Because I think you played that one already. Okay. Well, then what about this one? (laughs) Still a goat. (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard that one. No. Wait, are you sure? Yeah, it's a goat. If I heard a ghost say that, I would be like, I'm not afraid of ghosts anymore. If I heard a goat say the word yeah, like a person, out of <laughs> reflex, I would elbow drop it. I would oh, no. I would elbow drop it and wrestle it to the ground because no. I would think it was possessed. Okay. And I know, and I know a lot of people are out there asking, would you actually do that? And my answer is... Yeah, I would. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, Lindsay, you got it right. That was a goat. Hmm. Uh, next week, we'll play, I think, maybe the last or the second to last round of Goat or Goat. Goat or Ghost. <laughs> goat or Goat. You tell me. Okay. Sounds good. I can't wait till October's over. Man. Wow. I know, because it's too <laughs> scary for me. 
Well, we would like to thank Eli Rexford Chambers for writing the music that you heard throughout our podcast, and you will hear in a minute or two. Thank you, Eli. You can find Eli on social media at Eli Who Does Music. We'd also like to give out a thank you to everybody over at the Scavengers Network, a fun little uh, podcasting community and family. Absolutely. And we would like to thank each and every one of you for spreading the word and helping our tiny little podcast about ghosts and goblins and ghouls and gremlins grow as much as it has. And we'd also like to ask if you haven't in a while or if you haven't ever told anybody about our show or helped spread the word, try it out. Why not? Yeah, it'll be fun. We would love it. And if they listen to us and they stop talking to you, then we are sorry. And then it's our fault. And then you can send us a letter (laughs) in the mail that says, how could you have done this? And we'll reply and be like, no, no, sorry. You ruined our life, spooky spouses. Because we've never paid to advertise this show. And word of mouth, I think, is the best advertisement. So thank you for very, very, very much for those of you who have or continue to help spread the word. And if you haven't yet, we would love it. Yeah, and Halloween's coming up, so get ready for spooktacular, spooky things Yeah, this week. We're not going to say what they are, but... We have some exciting, spooky, spectacular things coming up. We do, yes. We're in a holding pattern right now, but we have some very spooky, spectacular, spongy things. I was trying to just go rapid fire. Coming up soon, so stay tuned, everyone. Also, Lindsay just got a Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> At L-N-D-S-Y Reed. She's on Twitter. She's already had two tweets in the last 24 hours, and she's crushing it. I'm trying. I don't really know how to Twitter. Lindsay got a Twitter last night while we were home because she wasn't feeling very well, and we're just kind of kicking it at home. And she leaned over and asked me, like, what do I do with the Twitter? And I went, what a great day this is. So now (laughs) Lindsay has a Twitter. So congrats, everyone. So have a terrifying Twitter Tuesday. Have a a Twitter Tuesday. Have a spooky, ghosty kind of a ghosty one kind of a Monday. The spooky one. Have a mundane Monday. Oh, bummer. Psych. Have a fun one. (laughs) (laughs) Psych, have fun, but be spooky about it. Yeah, not psych. Well, not psych. We will see each and every one of you next Monday, not psych. So until then, stay spooky, and we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Halloween. Happy Halloween. Hey, hey, Harriet and Harold, it's Halloween. What was that? I don't want to say H words. Say R words. Randy. Randy. Randy, Randy, Randy. (laughs) (laughs) Say one more R. I don't know anymore. R words. Randy. Randy. Reed. Oh. Randy Reed. Randy Reed.